Tonight's shiur is dedicated Lilui Nishmat Bat Sheva Bat Rivka Her Neshama Shel Hav An Aliyan Gan Eden Bezalt Hashem We are on page Lamed Chet 38 of Rabbeinu Arambam's Hakdamat and Mishneh Torah and yesterday we discussed Yehoyada HaKohen who was a student of Elisha HaNavi and we discussed his history of raising Yoash, the seven-year-old king who he saved from being massacred and how Yoash did that which was just, which was right in the eyes of Hashem. And at the age of 30, Yoash began the Bedekabait, the fixing of the Ben Mikdash. And we ended off with Yehoyada who passed away at the age of 130 at a ripe old age and he was buried alongside Malchai Israel, the kings of Israel. We're now up to the next step of the transmission. Zechariah received from Yehoyada and his Bet Adin. So the next step on the chain is Zechariah, who happens to be the son of Yehoyada, but also is the successor in terms of the transmission of the oral law. Let's look at Av Kapach's notes down there. In note Yutet, Rav Kapach writes, Kabbalah biyadenu, in the bottom right column. It's a tradition in our hands. ben Yehoyada. That the Rambam is referring to Zechariah, the son of Yehoyada. Sheneherag ba'azara bifkudat Yoash, who was killed in the courtyard of the Bet Mikdash by none other than Yoash, the same king who his father, Yehoyada, had saved his life. In the beginning of Echa Rabti, Shaya Av Bedin, he was an Av Betadin, the head of the Bedin, Kohen Gadol, the high priest, Venavin, he was a prophet, Vechatan HaMelech, and the son-in-law of the king. So what happens? What happens from when Yehoyada saves Yoash and Yoash becomes king and Yehoyada passes away as an honorable man and Zechariah the son who was clearly the leader of the generation ends up being murdered in the Ben Dash at the hands of none other than someone who owes his father the debt of life none other than Yoash the king. Something very unusual is happening here. So let's get back into our Tanakh a little bit. If you have a Tanakh in front of you, I will help you with the page numbers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Let's talk about Zechariah. Zechariah is the son of Yoyada Kohen. And he was in the times of the king Yoash, the king of Yudah. Like we mentioned, he was a Dayan, he was a Navi, he was a Kohen Gadol. And he was murdered by Yoash after he rebuked King Yoash. When Yoash's actions began to deteriorate. And Zechariah the prophet felt that he needed to uh, rebuke him. And that's ultimately what led to his downfall. So there's a tradition that at the foothills of Hagazetim, the Mount of Olives, there's a statue that's the grave of Zechariah. I don't know that that's actually any, any Jewish truth to that. Let's read together where we left off yesterday. So if you open up, uh, if you're in a regular Tanakh, you're going to be in Divrei Ha'amim 2, so Chronicles 2, in chapter 24, and in the Art Scroll, you'll be in page 1986. 1986. So we mentioned first in Pasuk Aleph, He was seven years old when Yoash became king. And he ruled for 40 years in Yerushalayim. Pasuk bet, Ve'yas Yoash ha'yashar b'nei Adonai kolimei yoyedah kohen. And Yoash did that which was good in the eyes of Hashem all the days of the life of Yehoyedah kohen. And then we mention at the bottom, that Ve'ikra ha'melech le'yoyedah ha'rosh in verse 6, he calls the Oyada and he says, what's going on? Why is nobody repairing the Bet Mikdash? That's when we discussed that money had been siphoned away to idol worship instead. And he commands the Kohanim to collect money. That brings us to page 1988. Like we mentioned at the end of yesterday, Yehoyada became old and he died. He was 130 years old in his death. They buried him in the city of David with the kings because he did good in the Jewish people. And his home, the Bet Mikdash. What happens after Yehoyada dies that causes Yoash to stray from the path of Hashem? Look at the next verse, 17. After Yehoyada died, Ba'u Sarei Yehuda, the officers of Yehuda came, the leadership of Yehuda. Ve'ishtachavul ha-melech, and they bowed down to the king. Az shama ha-melech alehem, and then the king began to listen to them. What was going on in Yehuda at the time? They were idol worshippers. And they came to Yoash and began to convince him to follow Avodah Zarah. And they abandoned the house of Hashem, the God of their fathers. And they worship all the Asherah trees and the other idols. And there was fury of a Kadosh Baruch Hu against Yehuda and Yerushalayim for this Avera. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu sent prophets to them to bring them back to Hashem. And they admonished them, these Nevi'im admonished the Uvdev Nazara, the, and they did not listen. By the way, 
you see how easy it is to slip. You think you're doing great, you think everything is wonderful, you think that you've got it under control, you're righteous, you're, you're students of righteous people, and then one day you find yourself worshipping Avodah in the greatest depth of Chet. And even Nevi'im, prophets that HaKadosh Baruch sent, cannot break the vicious cycle that you've trapped yourself in. I think that people don't appreciate how great they are before they fall. We always talk about people who fall and the greatness of getting up again and all of that, but once a person falls, they're never really sure. They're never really sure when the next time they're going to slip again is. Chachamim tell us, do not believe in yourself until the day you die. We mentioned the famous Kohen Gadol who for 80 years was a Kohen Gadol and then became a tzeduki, then became a heretic. You know, there are people who struggle with all kinds of addictions. Somebody could be a drug addict and get better, really get better, work hard to get better. And one day, years later, it's the wrong place, the wrong time, the wrong smell, whatever happened, and they fall back to the same pit of destruction they were in before. The Jewish people are like a dog who cannot get away from his own vomit. We are always going back to the same mistakes over and over and over. How many times can we fall in Avodah Zarah? By the way, you want to be cruel and straight. Oh, look at them. They abandoned the house of Hashem. Look, they at least had a house of Hashem. Don't be so quick to judge them. They still had a house of HaKadosh Baruch to abandon. We didn't even merit to reach that place where we have a house of Hashem to abandon. And the Spirit of God cloaked Zechariah, the son of Yehoyada Kohen. And he stood above the people. And he told them, This is what Hashem says. Why are you transgressing the commandments of Hashem? You will not succeed. If you abandon a Kadosh Bahu, he will abandon you. And they rebelled against him, they conspired against him. And they stoned him with rocks. At the command of King Yoash, in the courtyard of the Ben Mikdash. If you remember, even with Yoyada, when he had to kill Ataliyah, he first took her out of the Ben Mikdash. Zechariah finds his death in the Ben Mikdash. And Yoash did not remember the kindness. Really, the language did not remember means he ignored the kindness. That Yehoyada, the father of Zechariah, did for him. And killed his son. And when Zechariah died, he said, May Adonai see what they're doing to me. And may he pay them back. May he avenge my blood. We're now in the three weeks. Here you're going to see the beginning of the downfall of Yerushalayim. These are the three weeks when Am Yisrael turns brother against brother, fellow against fellow, Jew against Jew, to kill our own Nevi'im. 
Soon we're going to get to the Midrashim of Chazal. And you're going to see the things that really go on inside of this story. It's not so long until a Kadosh Baruch Hu hears the call of Zechariah. So Yoash murders Zechariah, the son of Yoyada. This is rebellion, not just against the prophet, but against someone who even if you hate him, you owe him. You owe his father. Where is your pride? Where is your honor? Where is your respect? His father saved your life. You know, I think that there is no worse person in the world than somebody who's a, a we call them kfuye tova in Hebrew, people who are uh, ungrateful people. You do something for them. You're not asking that they should do for you. You're asking at the very least, Sur Merah. I'm not asking Asetov, don't do good for me. But Sur Merah, leave me alone, don't do evil against me. How many people in your life do you help? And it's not that you're asking for them to pay you back. You're asking them, at least when people come to speak Lashon Hara about me, at least when people come to destroy my name, to destroy my family, to destroy my friendships, at least don't speak. Say, you know, I have a conflict of interest. This person, once upon a time, they helped me. That's a person with honor. It's a person with respect. Rabbi Shlomo ibn Gvirol, one of the most beautiful poets of Svarad. Rabbi Shlomo ibn Gvirol, I say this so often that forgive me if you've heard me say it before. Rabbi Shlomo ibn Gvirol has a book of sayings, almost like a perkavot, imagine. In this book of sayings, There's a category on friendship. And Rabbi Shlomo Ibn says, How do you choose a good friend? What credentials? What are you looking for? Which character trait are you looking for in a friend to know if you can trust them or not? And Rabbi Shlomo Ibn says, You know what a good friend is? A good friend is somebody who, when you become enemies with each other, will never betray your secrets. Don't judge a good friend by your friendship. What happens when we become enemies? Will this person sing all of my secrets to the world? Or will they say things that were shared with me in confidence, I'm keeping confidence. That's a good friend. You, know, you see this with all kinds of people. Business partners that fall out of grace with each other. Family members that turn on each other. Husbands and wives that divorce each other. And people with integrity, things that were told to me in confidence, I'm not sharing with you. I'm not going to drag someone through the mud just because we don't get along with each other anymore. And then there are people that sing like canaries, but ugly canaries. They sing all the Lashon Hara in the world, all the Rechidut, all the Motsi Shem Ra. Yoash. Yoash, the very least you can do. Do something, get him out of Yerushalayim, he made you mad. But to kill him? To kill him in the same place that his father saved your life? What kind of person are you? And Zechariah says, May Hashem see what he did to me, and may he avenge my blood. And so not so long from now, look at the next section. It happened in the turn of the year. 
Allah alav khel aram. The army of Aram came to attack the Jewish people. Vayavol Yehuda v'Yerushalayim, they come to Yehuda and Yerushalayim. Vayashchitu et kol sarei ha'am me'am. And they begin to destroy all of the officers of the people. They take out the leadership of the Jewish people and they slaughter them. V'chol shalalam shilchu l'melech darmasek. And all, all of the things that they steal, they send to the king of Damascus. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu allowed them to be successful because the Jewish people had abandoned HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And they also did judgment against Yoash. When they finally abandoned Yoash, they left him already a bleeding mess on the ground. After they had their way with Yoash, he was, he was already dying. His servants rebelled against him because of the blood of the sons of Yehoyada the Kohen. They killed him in his bed and he died. And they buried him in the city of David. And he was not buried in the graves of the kings. And those who rebelled against him, their names were Zavad ben Shimat Amonit Yehozavad ben Shimrit Hamoavit. And then we move on to the reign of his son, Amatsyahu, which is a different period in history that I'm not going to speak about tonight. But it's almost reminiscent of that Mishnah where Hillel is walking alongside the river and he sees a skull floating in the river. And he said, because you drowned others, they drowned you. And those who drowned you will ultimately be drowned themselves. The world has a midah, connected midah in it. You didn't do right towards the son of Yehoyada. You killed his son, Zechariah. Don't worry. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is listening. HaKadosh Baruch Hu executes judgment against Yoash. And Yoash is killed. In his bed. Seeing the downfall of his kingdom. But this is only the beginning of a very gory story. And it's very fitting for these three weeks. If I can read to you a little more. According to the Midrashim of Chazan, this avengement of the blood that was done to Yoash, the king, was not enough. It did not quiet that evil which the Jewish people had done to Zechariah ben Yehoyada. In Kohelet Rabbah, the Midrash shares with us the following story. Rabbi Yonatan Ba Kame Rabbi Acha. Rabbi Yonatan asked the question to Rabbi Acha. Be'eze makom hargu et Zechariah. Where did they kill Zechariah? 
בעזרת ישראל או בעזרת נשים? In the Azara of the Israelites, in the section of the Israelites, or in the Azara of the women? אמרו לו לא בעזרת נשים ולא בעזרת ישראל. In neither of them. אלא בעזרת כהנים, they killed him in the area of the כהנים. ולא נהגו בדמו, לא כדם צבי ולא כדם אייל, and they didn't even respect his blood. Not like the blood of a deer. Not like the blood of an animal. בדם אייל וצבי כתיב בהם בתורה, ושבח את דמו וכיסאו באפר. That when you slaughter the blood, you have to cover it with dirt. That's a מצווה. אבל זכריה הצדיק, וזכריה the righteous. לא נהגו בדמו, לא כדם אייל וצבי, אלא שפכוהו על האבנים. They didn't bury his blood. They slaughtered him like an animal on the rocks. כל כך למה? Why? Why did they treat him like that? להעלות חמה ולנקום נקם. They were so angry. They wanted to rebuke, they wanted to get back at Zechariah for rebuking them. Am Yisrael has a very long history of rebelling against its own leadership. The leaders that try to do good for it. And there's a terrifying story that we found in the Midrash as well. This Midrash is originally in Aramaic and I'm reading to you a Hebrew translation of it. At Motzeh you find B'Sha'ah Sha'ala Nebuzaradan Remember who Nebuzaradan was? Nebuzaradan is the one who's coming to destroy the Bet HaMikdash. When he came to destroy Yerushalayim, HaKadosh Baruch told that blood of Zechariah that it should begin bubbling and rising up. Reish Nun Bet Shana 252 years for the 252 years between Yoash and Sidkiah what do they do? they put dirt on the blood they put piles and the blood didn't rest the blood would bubble and foam אמר הקדוש ברוך הוא לדם, הקדוש ברוך הוא tells the blood, זה הזמן שתפרע את שטר הצוואה שלך. It is time for you to execute your will. כיוון שעלה נבוזרדן וראה את הדם, ונבוזרדן comes to Yerushalayim, and he sees the blood, אמר להם, he tells the people, the Kohanim, presumably, in the Bet HaMikdash, מה טיבו של דם הזה שתוסס כך? Why is this blood boiling? What's so special about this blood? אמרו לו, they told him, דם פרים ואלים וכבשים שהיו שוחטים ומקריבים. This is leftover blood of the goats and the sheep and the animals that we used to slaughter in the Bet HaMikdash. הביא פרים וכבשים ואלים, and he brought cows and goats and sheep. ושחט עליו, and he slaughtered it over the blood. ולא שתק ולא נח ולא עמד. And the blood didn't rest, the blood didn't still, the blood didn't stop. מיד הביאן, תלען בגרדון, אמר להם, אמרו לי מה טיבו של דם זה, ואם לא אסרוק את בשרכם במסריקות של ברזל. נבוזרדן captures these Jews and he tells them, tell me the truth about this blood or I will comb off your flesh with iron combs. 
This is the kind of midrashim we learn on Tisha B'Av. The cruelty which the enemies of the Jewish people have treated Am Yisrael through our history, this is gory and it's graphic, but it's not shocking to anyone. Amrulo, they told him, because clearly, clearly HaKadosh Baruch Hu, 252 years later, wants to avenge his blood from us, we'll tell you. Amrulo, they told him, Kohen v'navi v'shofet haya mitnabea alenu et kol ha-devarim ha-ele sh'ata osay imanu. This Kohen, he was a priest, he was a prophet, he was a judge, and he prophesied to us all of these terrible things you're doing to us right now in the Bet HaMikdash. V'lo ha'inu ma'aminim bo, we didn't believe in him. V'amadnu ala v'haraganuhu al sh'ya mochichenu. V'haraganuhu. We stood up and we slaughtered him, we murdered him because he dared rebuke us. Immediately, Uvuzaradan collected 80,000 Pirchei Kehuna. Do you know what Pirchei are? Have you heard this term before? Pirchei are the young Kohanim, the students, the Kohanim, the next generation, the children. The young ones, the blossoms of the kihuna. He gathers 80,000 young kohanim, v'shachat alav, and he slaughtered them over the blood of Zechariah Hanavi. V'lonach, and the blood didn't rest. V'yahadam bokeah v'olein, the blood was bubbling and rising up. Ad shigia l'kivosh Zechariah, and the blood kept bubbling until it reached the grave of Zechariah the prophet. V'od hevi sanhedrei gedolah v'sanhedrei ketanah v'shachat alav. And so he gathered the Supreme Court of Israel, the big Sanhedrin and the small Sanhedrin, and he slaughtered them one by one in the blood of Zechariah, and the blood didn't rest. At that same moment, this evil man screamed out over the blood and he said, Tell me you bubbling blood. Why is your blood better than all of these people that I slaughtered here? Why won't you rest? Do you want me to destroy your whole nation so that you will stop bubbling? At that moment, HaKadosh Baruch Hu became full of compassion and he says, If this person who is a wicked man, the son of a wicked man, who's a cruel person in his own right. And he came here to destroy the Bet Mikdash. He already is full of compassion towards the Jewish people. He doesn't want to slaughter more of them. about me, that it says about me, Adonai, Adonai, El Rachum Vechanun, Adonai is a God who's compassionate. And it says about me in Tehillim, Tov Adonai Lakol, Hashem is good to all. Kol Maasav, and His compassion is in all His creations. Kama Vechama, how much more so that I should at least be as compassionate to my own people as this evil man is? That moment, Hashem hinted towards that blood, and that blood absorbed into the earth and quieted down. 
The Talmud mentions Masechet Gitin. Then Nebuzaradan was so overwhelmed with the story that he ends up converting to Judaism after seeing the story of this blood. Can you imagine? Can you imagine how many Jews did he just slaughter? 100,000 Jews? 80,000? I don't mean Sanhedrin. A few more, 100? And now he comes to Betadin and says, I'm a changed person. Accept me to the Jewish people. And they do a gyul for him. At the end of the Midrash, Rabbi Yudin mentions all of the crimes the Jewish people committed against the Khalil. Amar Rabbi Yudin. There were seven Averot the Jewish people committed when they killed Zechariah. They killed the Kohen. They killed the Prophet. They killed the Judge, Dayan. They spilled innocent blood. They impurified. The Ben Mikdash. The Yom HaShabbat, they violated Shabbat. The Yom HaKippurim Hayah, and it wasn't any Shabbat, but it was Shabbat that was Yom HaKippurim, that's when they slaughtered Zechariah. Do you understand that Am Yisrael is capable, not just of all the evils in the world. Am Yisrael is capable of the worst evils in the world. Am Yisrael, without a God, without Torah, without mitzvot, with Abu Zara, with no moral compass, with no guidance of Nevi'im, of Chachamim, Am Yisrael can do things as terrible as the enemies of the Jewish people did. On Shabbat, that is Yom HaKippurim, to kill a prophet, to kill a Dayan. On Shabbat, that's Yom HaKippurim. Every Jew that you know on Yom HaKippurim is in the Bera Knesset asking the Kadosh Baruch to forgive us. We stand here, we beg for Kadosh Baruch Every Bera Knesset in the world is full of Jews that the rest of the year may do terrible things. But Yom HaKippurim. And this is how low Am Yisrael reached. They killed the Navi and the Dayan and the Kohen. They violated Shabbat. They violated Yom Kippurim. They defiled the Azara of the Ben Mikdash, and they spilled the innocent blood of Zechariah, the son of Yehuda. Yirmiyahu Navi in Megillat Echa. So, if you look in the second chapter of Echa. So if Echa on page seventeen twenty, if you have an art scroll, or if you're using uh, Safari or something else, it's going to be Echa, chapter two, verse twenty. Yirmiyahu writes, "Re'ah Adonai v'habita l'mi olaltako. See Hashem and behold who you have treated so." Im tochalna nashim piriam olele tipuchim. 
if women will eat their own offsprings, the own babies they took care of. Im yehareg b'mikdash Adonai Kohen v'Navi. Should a Kohen and a prophet be slaughtered in the house of Hashem? According to Harachachamim, this verse of Yirmiyahu in Megillat Echa is referring to Zechariah ben Yoyada, who was a Kohen and who was a Navi and was murdered in the house of Hashem. The Gemara Masechet Yomah tells us that when it says that a mother will eat the own baby that she took care of, the Gemara tells a story about Doeg, the son of Yosef, who his mother was so happy that she had a baby, that every morning she would weigh him, and the amount that he weighed, she would donate that amount of gold to the Bed Mikdash every day. Until the enemies overtook Yerushalayim, and she slaughtered her own child, and she ate him. The same mother that so much loved this child, Yomiyahu says, what could have driven a woman to devour her own child? The Gemara says, how could it be that a mother would eat her child? And the Gemara responds, how could it be that in the house of Adonai, the Jewish people would slaughter a Kohen and a Navi? I might end off just on one note if you remember those words those words when the Pasuk talks about When the Pasuk talks about Zechariah being filled with the spirit of Adonai, here on page 1988, again in Divrei Haimim Bet, A spirit of God filled Zechariah, the son of Yehudah Kohen. And he stood above the people. And he rebukes them. Why do you abandon Hashem? Hashem will abandon you. The Midrash says that there was a mistake. There's a mistake. He stood above the people. When he rebuked the people, Zechariah Hanavi spoke to them as a Kohen Gadol, as a son-in-law of the king, as a Dayan, as a prophet, as a leader. He spoke to them and rebuked them from above them. He spoke to them in such a way, He left, he abandoned momentarily his humility. And when you rebuke people in a way that they cannot accept your words, it's inevitable that their reaction will be to lash back out. I don't believe that our Chachamim are criticizing Zechariah in the bigger picture. Obviously, he is the innocent one in the story. But our Chachamim are still giving us a message about Zechariah. Zechariah, you're a prophet. If you wish to rebuke people, 
if you wish to cause people to walk on the path of Hashem, screaming at them from above, wagging your finger at them, speaking haughtily towards them, thinking that you're the one who has the connection to HaKadosh Baruch and they know nothing, not only will it not get you anywhere, ultimately it will backfire. It will cause the same people who you're trying to help in a misguided way. It will cause those same people to do worse in the eyes of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Perhaps that's the genius of the saying of our rabbis. Mutav It's better when we rebuke the Jewish people. If we know that there's something they won't accept from us, it's better that they should sin unintentionally. They should hear our rebuke and intentionally sin afterwards. It's better we just shouldn't tell them something. Mutav Or in the words of the Tanakh, Never rebuke a fool, because a fool will hate you when you rebuke him. You have to know who you're dealing with. You have to know how to speak to people. The Rambam writes that when we rebuke, we have to rebuke with ropes of love. We have to draw people near. Ropes, not strings, not lassos. Ropes, to rope in Am Yisrael with love. Yes, to rebuke. Yes, to fix problems. But to do it out of care. To do it in a way that they can accept from us. In this time period, this is the time that we mourn the destruction of the Beit HaMikdash. We mourn the tragic events like the murder of Zechariah, HaKohen, Hanavi. It's time for us to accept upon ourselves to fix old problems in the Jewish community. The problems that we studied today. If we do that, I'm certain that by this time next week, we'll already be together in Yerushalayim, laying down the foundations of the Ben Mikdash in Eretz Yisrael.